Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Monday to you. It's Monday, July the 19th. I got my man Jeff Cohen in the building. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? I'm doing well, although uh, I'm still waiting for uh, the package that's supposed to be at my front door. <laughs> You'll get it. Hey, look, before, look, so let me do this. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify and Green Room app and, found, app and find one one of our locked on rooms. Hey, hey, listen, so listen, um, it's funny because, you know, both of us were on the West Coast this weekend. And uh, so I went over to my buddy's house. And so, you know, he he had a cookout. So I'm like, hey, man, like, what type of brews you, do you have? So, like, they were like, oh, we got Coors Light. We got, and he's a big Budweiser. Like, I'm like, dude, you still drinking Budweiser? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, I love Budweiser. So I'm like, oh, I'm good. And then he says, but we do have um, a few Michelob Ultras. I was like, word. <laughs> Did you, wait, wait, you didn't bring them to me. <laughs> well, so, well, it would have been hard to get one for free. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, word. And he was like, you like Michelob Ultra? I said, man. It's joy, happiness, and all that. So I started doing one of my one of the skits, right? One for live read, right? He was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I I, I kind of like do him. I said, "Only two point six carbs and ninety five calories." And this guy's like, "Man, if you don't shut up and take this beer, right?" I was like, "Nah, man. It's only worth it if you enjoy it." So it's like that. So yeah, yeah. But so look, you're taking, you're taking your heads on the road now. All I know is, all I know is. When he said, he had, at first I was like, nah, I'm good. I, I take some water. And then when he said, nah, we have Michelob Ultra, I was like, oh, okay, okay, player. <laughs> the whole attitude. It was a game changer over there, man. It was a game changer. But nah. But uh, today, I, Jeff, I, I want to I talk to you about this whole thing. Like, you know, both of us, you know, I, I haven't had you in a while. Um, me, personally, I was on vacation this past week. And the reason being, I did a couple stories, though, but for the most part, I was, you know, off and just paying attention to stuff. I think this is when stuff is really going to get real. And the draft, a lot of people aren't talking about the draft. Some people don't even care about the draft, it seems like. The talk is Ben Simmons. Is he going to be traded? And there's a lot of people who who have their opinions. You know, I get it. They're not going to give them away for nothing. Um you know, it's only going to be a, a great deal. Then there's other people saying, nah, he has to go. He has to go. Um, I'm under the belief that he's gone. I'm under the belief that he's gone. And then you and I talked off the air about that. And and you believe the same thing, don't you? You believe that he has to go. Yeah, look, I, I thought he had to go last year. That's when they could have maximized his value was getting rid of him last year. But they didn't. And they wanted to try it and see if it was going to work. Although it seemed to me that he was gone. If Maury could have completed that trade, that he would have been gone this year anyway for Harden, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was that possibility. So him sticking around was, okay, let's give it this last shot. That's it. This was the last shot. And and it wasn't that it wasn't a bad bounce like in the Raptor series. This was a situation where Ben seemed to shy away from the spotlight. And I, I'm pretty sure there's nothing you can do in this city that is a bigger sin than shying away. When, when, when you are that an elite 
supposed to be that elite a player. You're the highest paid player on your team, and you do not want to shoot the ball. That's not what the people want to see in this city. And and that people will have burned in their memory him standing under the basket and not wanting to take the ball or hold on to the ball. And it, the, the worse it gets is when the Bucks are now up by three games or up three to two, right? Because you now have a situation where you have Giannis who's kind of in the same situation as a free throw shooter. He's a horrible free throw shooter. Um, he doesn't shy away from wanting the ball, even though he's a horrible free throw shooter. He still goes to the hole. He still takes his shots. He still wants the ball. And the more we have to watch that, the more people in the city are going to go, at least he wants the ball. Ben doesn't want it. And I don't know how that changes in an offseason. Your nature is your nature. You're either somebody who wants it or somebody who doesn't want it. You can't learn that. I don't see how that changes for him. And so if that's not going to change and people's perception isn't, we can, here's the problem. Everybody who doesn't want to trade him doesn't want to trade him because they're fearful that he'll go someplace else and then be that player. You can't operate a franchise based on your fear of what might happen when you make a trade. You have to make the trade and say, what are you going to get and how is it going to benefit your team? Not what are you going to be afraid of when they leave here? Yeah, great points, great points. The one thing I will say is he is the second highest player, but he's making a lot of money. Tobias Harris is the highest paid player. Um, but you, you are 100% correct. And and see, my thing is, when you're the Sixers and you're, you're talking about this and you're, you're, you're thinking, you know, we don't, like Ben Simmons, you can't judge him until the second round of the playoffs. You, it's always been that way. And the reason being is, is because, you know, the, the, the playoffs are more of a half-court game. In the first round, the Sixers are always going to be, you know, a top-four seed or a top-three seed. And if so, they're, the, the first-round opponent is going to be an, an inferior team. The second round is when it really goes, okay, now this is when it really starts counting to me. Like, rarely do you see upsets in the first round. In the second round is when stuff happens, and that's when he struggled. And, um, you know, I, I just also think that, you know, from a, a standpoint of where him being comfortable, I mean, even like there's going to be certain times during the season if he comes back, and people are going to be very critical. Like, you know, it's going to be tough going out on a Friday night with your fellas trying to get a drink. Or tr- trying to go anywhere, going to the meal with your young lady. I mean, there are going to be people like like the one dude calls him crumb bum. You crumb bum. I mean, it's going to be people like who's just going to, you know, attack him. It's going to verbally be verbally abusive to him, right? So, you know, I, I just think that, or heckle him. You know, I, I just think that, you know, for him and for the Sixers right now, it, it's, best, it's best to move. I mean, it is. It's just best to go. And the thing is, you know, yeah, like Daryl Morey and all them, you can say, like, you know, you you can say whatever you want. Like, oh, we're not trying to get this. We're not trying to get that. But if you bring him back, knowing that you tried to trade him before and, and, and knowing that the struggles he had before and you bring him back and that playoff series happens and he struggles, then it becomes like people are, are stopped. Like, they're going to stop saying him. They're going to start saying Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers and them. You, you understand what I'm saying? 
it's going to become a bigger problem than just Ben Simmons. So to me, that's why he has to go. And then secondly, you know, it's like, you know, for him, I would want to go. Like, I mean, I wouldn't want to come back here. I mean, I just wouldn't want to come back here. I mean, because the people, the people are fed up. It got to a point where there was one particular time that everyone was like, okay, there were some people that he had to go. But then there were a lot of people who were like, no, no, look at what he does. You have a lot of people who were the Ben apologists are kind of fed up with him now. So that's the reason why I think he just has to go, man. I think he has well, to go. Well, to, well, to go with what you're saying with the Ben apologists, I don't call them Ben apologists necessarily. I call it, well, it's, but if you're talking about people on the team, whether it be in the front office or whether it be his teammates, those aren't apologists. I'm talking about the those, fans. I'm talking about the yeah. fans, yeah. But, but, but with now you're dragging down your teammates too because, you, you know, you and I have talked about Danny Green. And Danny Green, all he said was, Hey, you're not helping him by booing. It's not. It's not going to benefit anything. It doesn't. It doesn't make the situation any better. Which to me makes is a common sense statement, and and people are are going after him because he's defending his teammate. Well, what's he supposed to do? What are any of these guys supposed to do? You're not going to come ripping him as a teammate. Isn't going to help anything. So you have to find a way to support him and help him because he's your teammate, and that's what a good teammate does. But now they're all getting dragged down, too, because they're supporting their teammate. And, and they've got to be saying to themselves, man, how much longer do I got to stand out there and support this guy when he won't shoot the ball in the fourth quarter of a playoff game? Yeah, you're right. But let me tell you something. I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you a serious question. Serious? Nah, not as serious as a heart attack, but a serious question. I got to brace myself. Got it. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many flavors? <laughs> there is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, you def- you're definitely passionate about your faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookie and cream, and German co- chocolate. You know what my favorite is, Jeff? German chocolate. Uh, maybe today it is. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have one because see, it's funny. Like they have these different flavors, but then they come out with other ones. So then I'm always like, oh man, I want another one. I want this. I want that. You know, it's crazy. I did pack some Bill Bar with me on the road though to go on there. I was like, I built pack some. Like I, I like I took and like checked the bag so like I wouldn't they wouldn't have to like make me open it up. So when you, so like when you're flying cross country on on your on your jaunts for your vacation or if you're you're traveling for the team and, and they they offer you you know you snacks on the plane you're just like nah I'm nah, good bro. I got my belt bar man I'm like nah you mean that cookie that cookie yep. <laughs> or uh-huh. those pretzels nah bro <laughs> I, I'd rather if it ain't first class I want a belt bar <laughs> here, here's here's what I picture Keith is sitting there first class and he's flying cross country and all of a sudden flight attendant comes over and goes you want one, you want one of these cookies or you want one of these pretzels and you don't just go no thanks you pull out your bill part and you actually go through your read <laughs> yeah I, I know what i say to her how dare you how yeah. dare you insult me i have a bill part i don't want a cookie and, right? and, and then you ask the flight attendant do you know which one is my favorite <laughs> yeah exactly and she's like please but look i'm sorry what y'all need to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off 
off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at BuiltBar.com. Do it today, people. Jeff needs to do it. He's slacking. But do it today. I'm slacking. (laughs) Jeff is is really slacking. But look, here's the thing, people. Um, You know, Jeff raised a great point about Danny Green in the last segment. Um, You know, I do think that the criticism that Danny Green received was, it was kind of like, I want to say, I don't know if I want to call it a knee jerk, but I, I think that a lot of people, you know, throughout the year, we talked about it throughout the season, you know, Danny Green was the one guy who, when the Sixers paid poorly, you interviewed Danny. Yeah, we played horrible. He broke it down. You know, and then when it comes down to Ben Simmons, he was the one guy who was honest, who always said he needs to do better. He needs to shoot better. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. Right. He wasn't critical of him, but he was honest to a point. And he's always been honest. And I just felt like that a lot of the criticism that he received was because it was like low hanging fruit, so to speak. It's easy to criticize a guy who people perceive as critical of the fans. Now, to me, it wasn't like he said, hey, look, man, let me, let me, I got something to tell you. You know, with John Clark, you know, you my guy, but I got something to tell you. Before we end this interview, I got to, I got to, I got to criticize the fans. No, he was asked a question and the question was like, did you think that, you know, some of the fans, like their, their uh, responses could have contributed to it? Something like that, right? I'm paraphrasing. And he was like, yeah, I do think so. And he goes in and he just went the more encouraging. Like, I didn't really feel like it was a bad. Now, here's the problem. The problem with stuff nowadays. John Clark had a great interview with him. And then you get these people who aggregate stuff. And they come out with these headlines, right? And then they they make stuff seem like it was worse than what he said it was. Worse than what he said. And to me, that's a major problem, dude. It wasn't like... He kept it 100. He kept it real. He's a winner. He's a leader. He's taken up for his teammate. Now, again, I know you said that if Ben leaves and they won't have to do that, but I felt like the criticism that this guy got was unjust. Unjust. I agree with you. I, I don't I don't think it's fair. If, if someone wants to defend their teammate and isn't, he wasn't ripping the fans. I mean, I tell you, if, if I thought he was ripping the fans, but he's not. But he said, you have a situation, you have a powder keg situation here. And with Ben Simmons, it is what it is. He, for whatever reason, has things in his head that he can't shoot. He seems fearful of shooting. People getting on him is only going to make that situation worse. It's not saying that the fans caused it. It's saying that he's already in his own head, and then you can make the situation by putting him further into his own head if he hears the booze. Uh, athletes should be able to tune that out. Ben doesn't seem able to do that, which is, to me is part of the bigger problem. Making physical mistakes. I mean, you've, you've, um, you played sports as a kid. If, you, if you've court, coached even kids' sports, the one thing that always frustrated me when I coached was not the kids who made physical mistakes. It's the ones who make mental mistakes, who aren't mentally tough. 
And I think as you get older and then you become a professional, that becomes the biggest sin you can have. And that seems to be Ben's sin, is that he doesn't seem to be mentally tough. And that is a concern. And that's what... So if you know somebody, you're basically... I don't know how to put it. Basically, you're kind of being a bully. If you're sitting there and, and somebody's not mentally tough and you're sitting there ragging on them, how is that helping the situation? That's not making it any better. It's making it worse. Yeah, now here's the thing. I don't, like, some of that stuff, like when he's, see, it's weird, though, because, you know, I, I get what you're saying with that one. This is one point where the last thing we may disagree a little bit. And the reason being is what I'm saying is, like, just be there. You've been there. Like, you know, when, when, when after Ben has a bad game, after he has a bad game, the next day when they do the pregame introductions, it's like the cheers are extra loud. Like, you know, they go, they're elevated for Ben. When he yeah. does stuff, everybody gets happy. It's kind of like the fans want him to do well. They want to show support. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like the same thing with Markel Folks. When Markel Folks was struggling, the fans wanted to show him support. So I get that. I think that in his thing, it just got to a point where, with the fan base, um, that they got fed up. They got fed up with the rhetoric that um, Doc Rivers was saying. He When he was criticized, saying, well, then I know you don't know basketball. You know, fed up with he's a treasure, you know, this and that. And I think that's the only thing. But in regards to it, like, I feel like, I feel like you can do what you want, but if somebody says something to you, like what Danny Green did, just know that he is protecting his teammate. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just know he's protecting his teammate and just be like, oh, whatever Danny says. Because, see, I think the problem is that we have here is that, you know, guys come here and, and um, you know, we all think that, you know, like they have to, everybody has to agree. But then yet and still, we have friends that disagree with everything we do. Like some yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's so you, you said the fans. And so my issue with that phrase, the fans, is it puts everybody into a collective as if they all think the same way. Well, yeah. So, yeah, so when, when, I, when I, here here's to me the evolutionary problem of, the ben, of ben Simmons, is that the fans that were on Ben Simmons was, it was a small vocal group. Those are the ones that call into certain talk radio shows. Those are the ones that you hear yelling and booing and cursing at games. It is a vet, that is a very small portion of the fan base. But if, if that gets on Ben, that's a problem. Yeah. Now what you have, though, is you have a situation where the larger fan base may not still be booing Ben because they still want him to succeed. And, and we went through the Markel Fultz thing where the majority of fans wanted him to succeed and cheered him on, just like you just explained with Ben Simmons. But behind the scenes, those people, while they may not vote, be vocally booing him, most fans now say, yeah, I'd love Ben Simmons to be the player that we thought he could be, but he's not, and we want him to go. The majority of fans now, are, while they may still want him to succeed, I think will be happy if a good trade is made 
where they get something back and it can make the team better and you don't have to because can you imagine what it's going to be like for people in that arena the entire season if ben simmons is here the entire season means absolutely nothing you can cheer him on as much as you want you can hope that he makes free throws you can make sure you can hope he touches the ball if we get to the as you said the second round of the playoffs and in the first game ben doesn't shoot in the fourth quarter that's it the, and uh, and no matter what happens during the 80 games during the season everybody is going to be looking towards next summer to see what happens when they get to the playoffs the regular season will be nothing because everybody will be stressed about what's going to happen in the playoffs yeah, I agree. You're right. I mean, you know, you didn't lie on that one. I give you that one. I mean, I give you that one. Just, just like, you know what? What y'all Here need to comes. do is, this is what y'all need to do. So, we got to see what the over-under is on Ben Simmons getting traded. But with the best way to do that is if you go to bet online because that's the fastest and easiest <laughs> way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, right? Um... I mean, the All-Star game was pretty – it was entertaining, I guess, to me. Like, I normally don't like watching baseball on television, but the All-Star game was entertaining. But that's just a size thing. So, baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA actions. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep – for their runs, right? Um, head to the website and, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your on-blind sportsbooks experts. Use the promo code locked on. Jeff, I would love to wait, see. Wait, shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't the welcome code be the welcome, welcome, welcome code? It should be. I wish it if, was. If, if they wanted to link it to you. It yeah. should be the welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, code. welcome, welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I got a buddy. Every time I call him, he's like, welcome, welcome, welcome. Like, if you don't shut up, if you don't shut up. Now, seriously, You're the what? one who says it. I know. Like, I, it was one of those, like, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Maybe it was so early in the morning when I first started. It was like, like you know, 3 o'clock in Denver somewhere. Like, welcome, welcome, welcome. So I can get my thoughts together. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Am I really up at this time doing a podcast? But that's how it went. That's how it all started. Well, you, you, I guarantee you, you didn't have your bill bar that day. Nah. Uh-uh. Now yeah. I have my bill bar. It's like, welcome, welcome, right. welcome. Now it's, wow. one, one, it's one just big, loud welcome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, now, here's here's the deal, though. The, the thing is, like, it's funny because I wonder, we talk about USA basketball, right? I wonder what what the odds are of them winning the gold now. I'm not betting on it. Nah, nah, it's, nah. I'm not. You know what? That team looks like it has too many. Well, you know they made some adjustments with the roster, but for the most part, they have too many similar players. It's kind of like when but that was their plan. <laughs> you know what the plan? It seems like to me. Let's keep it 100. You remember last year when all those guys were backing out? Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, if you back out, then you're not going to play." Well, this is the roster they came up with. But you're right; like a lot of guys, a lot of their in-game situations, where you know people are saying, 
oh man, well, they look like they don't know what to do. Yeah, because you got a bunch of dudes who are known for being closers and all on the floor together, and they're not trying to be ball hogs. You know, they're trying to run the offense, and they just look clueless in a couple of those games. You, I don't you know, know what's going to happen, right? What? What's going to happen is, is Pops is going to have to sit everybody down, and he's going to have to go. Uh, Kevin Durant's the closer. Oh, he better. I mean, that, that, that's that's what he needs to do. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be anybody else. And and after after the game the other night, it better not be Devin Booker. Nah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Well. You, but but you know who's going to have the ball in the hands though? Giving the ball, I, it, it'll, it'll be Drew Holiday. It will be Drew Holiday to me. You know, talk about Drew Holiday, right? Since we brought him up. Uh, you know, how do you think he feels where, like, he was the guy who basically was traded out of Philly and he's one win away from winning an NBA title after all these years later? You know what I mean? How do you think he was going through his mind? Or do you think he even cares anymore? Probably not. I don't think he cares. I, look, I, I, th- I think uh, people like Drew Holiday are the kind of guys that learn from every experience, get better from every experience, and, and the reason that he's as good as he is now is because of the experiences he went through. Uh, who knows if he would have been the same player if he had stayed here all those years. I mean, he was a good player when he was here. But who knows if he would have been – you know, I don't remember him when he was with the Sixers being as tough as he was. Nah. Uh, and, and he is – I mean, what the to me right now, the big move in that final was getting Drew Holiday to just get up in those guys' faces. I mean, once he got physical with Devin Booker, the game's changed. And he's – he's you know, there aren't many point guards that can be that kind of physical as Drew Holiday is. And he has – you know, it's interesting because it didn't look like he he and Chris Middleton know how to play with Giannis. They seemed to almost play better when Giannis wasn't there. It now seems like they've figured it out together. And, and it looks like Drew Holiday is not deferring anymore. He's kind of being the, the floor general. Yeah. And it's impressive. Just imagine if he was here, if, if, if there would have been a Ben Simmons for Drew Holiday trade last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, how what? well would he have fit here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but here, here's the thing, though. The good part, like, because at the time, he was an all star when he left here, mm-hmm. and um, that was all star. But the thing was, yes, he's an all star, but he might not be one of the ten best point guards in the league. People felt that way, even though he was listed as all star. Right? You can name guys better, and the fact that if he does win. The way that he's playing and the other point guards that he defeated, I mean, yeah, I know Kyrie was hurt. So I, you could say Kyrie was hurt in the, in the second round, but but then but then you know, uh, Trey, you know Trey played against him. I know Trey missed a couple games because of injury, but Trey was torturing the Sixers. Like he was like he tortured the Sixers. Trey Young, and then now he's like Chris Paul. You know, I mean, like you said, he's getting physical with these guys. So, you know, he's he, he's a one-time all-star. I mean, to me, he's uh, it it was like unfortunate because in the West it's tougher. You know, what I mean, like better point guards out there. Um, he played at uh, New Orleans where the team wasn't really that good, so he wasn't getting a lot of exposure that way. But everybody knew he was great, and the fact is that you know he's basically playing outplaying people. You know, but but. You know, I don't know if I'm going to say I'll plan him. He's just doing what he's doing, and he's impacting the game. You know what I mean? And he's like the type of guy 
That's why I'm saying when he goes to Team USA, you know, what I want is I want him to be the guy setting up Kevin Durant to become that closer. Like, you know what I mean? You get get Kevin the ball in a great spot and then let's clear out everybody, you know? Are, are you sure that there's – I know they're committed to go, him and Booker. Are they really going to go after the finals? I mean, it's it's been a long finals. They literally could get out there what the day before the Olympics start. But like, it's we've already been through a season with all of these injuries from these guys because of the the, the length of the season and the way things are played out. Are these these two guys are going to go through potentially a set six. Well, it's either going to be six or seven games, and then they're just going to hop on a plane and go play in the Olympics. Uh, it's actually three Middleton too. Um, I think. <laughs> Honestly, I think if uh, whoever wins, they might be more apt to go than the person who loses. Yeah. But, yeah. And who do you think is going to win? Um, do, you think it's the, do you think it's the Bucks now? And, and, yeah, and I how, do. how do you think Philadelphia is going to react if the Bucks win? Oh, man. Philadelphia is, like, upset over this, man. It's definitely going to be. I believe it's going to be the Bucks. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it, it, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the Bucks. I mean, it's tough for Phoenix to me personally to win two games now. Um, you know, I, I just think it's tough, especially with the first game being in Milwaukee. You know, it's just gonna be crazy. I mean, they're looking at blown opportunity. It's like this reminds me of the Sixers series, where like they had big leads and they blew them. You know what I mean? It's just. It just, I don't know. It just reminds me of that, you know? All right, well, let's bring it back to the Sixers then. It, it is losing Dario Saric the reason that the Suns will lose this series. You know what? Didn't they win another game after that? I believe yeah, they did. But, yeah, but, but not, excuse me, not having that depth. Yeah, you know. Having it's, that extra guy. Now, it, I'm not saying that he was, you know, a star of the team, but they are really thin without having him. You know, you know, I thought about that last night. I honestly did, and and you can then and and I, I had to try to talk myself out of it. That's why I said, "Well, didn't they lose another?" But you're right. He they lose an element to him, like his physicality, they, his skill set. You know, um, it just seems like that bench isn't as deep. You know, they don't have they don't have many big men. No, nah, they don't. They don't. And and they and and. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you talk about Bobby Portis and guys like that, people forget, you know, Bobby Portis, you know, I know he can shoot the three, but he's a big, <laughs> he's a big athletic big, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, they, they lose a lot. They do lose a lot without Dario. Because when you think about it, Dario's the backup center, man. He was a power forward here. I mean, he's the backup center there. So, yeah, they lose a lot without him. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the, the Bucks get the Bucks now go straight at eight and try to get him in foul trouble. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But let me let me let's uh, finish this thing with this. Next week, the ultimate mock draft 2021, presented by Locked On, Locked On, and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the goat of NBA mock drafts, Chad for. And Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our locked on NBA local experts will make selections and trades. My pick will surprise a lot of y'all for your favorite basketball teams throughout the week-long special events. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2020 
on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcast, music, and, and news that matter, right? So I want to thank my man Jeff for coming on. And I know you're probably tired from that uh, late flight. Did you take a late flight yesterday? No, no. I, I, that was a week ago. Oh, man. I thought it was, dang, my bad. I thought it was this <clears> No way. Nah. So I want to lucky you. <laughs> but anyway. Wait, wait. Wait, so you're gonna leave, you're gonna leave your fans hanging now with who your draft pick's gonna be, your mock draft pick. Yeah, they gotta listen to the thing. They gotta oh. listen. The guy dropped. It's gonna is it gonna be is it gonna be Cade Cunningham? Uh, so I wish. That, which 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 would which would mean the Sixers are gonna make a trade that somehow they're gonna get the first pick in the draft again. Yeah, that, that would be great. I mean, that would be, that would be great, right? <laughs> and, and, and then he'll come here and have shooting problems. <laughs> <laughs> the Sixers should never make a trade. Shots fired. My man just fired again. some shots. He just fired some <laughs> shots. But nah. So if you listen to the uh, the mock draft, you'll find out the guy. The guy actually was uh, projected to go higher, and he dropped. And I want best player available. You know, with that. So it, it, right. it, this this thing was crazy. Like this mock draft was like straight like. Something different I've never been a part of. Like, guys were making trades. They were moving up. They were doing all types of things. So, I'm like, well, they traded for some of the guys I wanted. Well, this guy came here. Well, he fell on the lap. You know, he's a little bit of a project, but at the same time, he's a guy who has a huge upside and a guy who can help the Sixers. Could, could he be the Sixers' uh, Duncan Robinson? They could use somebody like that. Mm-hmm. He could be more like the Sixers' Andre Iguodala or something like that, you know, a guy right. who's really extremely athletic, yeah. All right, now we all got to listen. Uh, yeah, you please do, please mm-hmm. do. But I want to thank you all for listening, and I want to thank Jeff for being on the show. Jeff, please let everybody know how they can reach you. Oh, get us at the Heart of Sports on WWDB or get us on anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can listen on iTunes. It's me and Jason Springer. We have some fun. We interview some guests, people like Keith Pompey, people like uh, a couple weeks ago we had Dick Vermeil, but lots of good people and lots of good subjects. Yeah, great, great show, great show. But I want to thank you all for listening and have a great day. Have a great week and peace.